0: Let's encourage our hosts to be even more hospitable. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Value for Value podcast. My name is Kyron, host of the Mere Models, Mere Models book reviews, and also this one, which is the podcast for digital content creators who want to connect deeper with their audience to create a community and also to be able to kind of find a way to monetize in this very, Crazy ad-driven world that we usually find ourselves in. I'm recording here on the twentieth of September, 2023. I usually do a live show, so if you ever feel like tuning in, uh, yeah, just check out some of the notes that I'll say at the end, and you can uh, find out when that is. Today's topic: we're going to be talking about the incentives of hosting. Everyone needs to win, so this is definitely going to be a more business-oriented episode. I don't typically go down this this realm, uh, realm because I'm more interested in the kind of philosophy and yeah uh, the putting it into the practice certainly is an important point, but it's it's the kind of underpinnings which are which I'm really fascinated with. However, this is going to talk about the hosting companies because they are a real integral part of the podcasting ecosystem, I guess. It's possible to have podcasting without them, but it wouldn't be very big. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, yet there are a couple of niggling problems that uh, w- we kind of see with the podcasting, ho- uh, podcasting hosts and how they run their businesses. And in particular, I mentioned right at the start there, the incentives of hosting. What are their incentives? And so I just want to give a quick definition here. So incentives are anything that, sh- that persuade a person or a company or an entity to alter their behavior in the desired manner. It is emphasised that uh, incentives matter by the basic law of economists and the laws of behaviour, which state that the higher incentives amount to greater levels of effort and therefore higher levels of performance. So we go, okay, you know, it's it's essentially something that makes you do something, and in a particular, you want it in a in a good way usually, but you can have bad incentives as well, and this is where you can have misaligned incentives, and this is where we're going to. Uh, talk about that today, but once again, a misaligned incentive refers to a situation where the goals of different parties involved in a particular situation, such as a firm or a system, are not aligned and may even conflict with each other. So, how can there be some misaligned incentives in podcasting? Hope, uh, ho- podcasting host, Karen. What are you? What are you talking about? So, I first want to talk about why a podcasting company would shut down what what would be a reason for that obviously bad business practices and (laughs) all that sort of thing but one of the big reasons is uh, because of the models that they try and operate under so for example sound fm i don't know if many people have heard of that they weren't the biggest of the biggest companies but i'd certainly heard of it Um, we this is uh, me and myself uh, me myself and juan we were looking at moving our, our host over. Geez, back in 2020, and Sounder was an option. We tried them out. We didn't particularly enjoy it, so we ended up going with um with Buzz uh, Buzzsprout instead. Um, but I actually did have a personal tie with them. I had a show which I was not an active uh, an active podcast anymore called Resenias in Spanglish. It was basically book reviews that I did in Spanish, and I had. Done a whole bunch of episodes of it i don't know how many 50 to 50 to 100 something like that and i just wanted to have this there um to uh yeah basically just just have a a show just living and existing and, and sounder was great because they had free hosting so i was like oh okay awesome um now there's a problem with this because free is never really free so there's this really great article that i came across uh, from the uh, feed your brand is the is the name of um, this podcast and it's hosted by tracy and tom hazard and they actually have a podcasting um, company called Poditize and Poditize with a t-i-z-e dot com and they actually had this article, February uh, 2, second, twenty twenty three, Why podcasting hoping uh, Why podcast ho- hosting companies quit. Well, that's a tongue tie, and what you can do to avoid it. And they're really talking about, hey, exactly the situation I had. I had this Rozanias and Spangler shop. The the podcasting ho- uh, the podcast host company quit. Uh, went out of bi- changed their business model. They they still exist, but they don't host podcasts anymore. And I looked at moving it over and. You know, I dilly dallied around the deadline and eventually it just I let it lapse. And so that podcast is not up anymore, Uh, although I do still have all the audio files and things like that. So it's not too hard to get it back up. But I just went, "Ah," you know, this doesn't matter to me that much. It's not that important. However, it would have been nice. Now, the problem that they had was they had a freemium model. And so um, if you want to go back to the episode four of this very podcast where I had uh, free is never free. Well, even in uh, the Feed Your Brand, they talk about free isn't always free, um, which is it was their uh, version of it. So essentially what podcasting uh, companies do, these hosts, they try and get as many people in with a kind of free offer. And then as the podcast will grow, as people want to put more episodes in, things like that, that's when they say, hey, look, this is actually costing us money to host this, you need to jump onto one of these other plans or we have all of these other, and you know, add-ons additions, which you can use. Okay, cool. Now, the problem with this is that competition is really tight and you'll see a a picture uh, shortly of just how many podcasting hosts there are. And there's a whole bunch of them. And um, for example, there's a whole bunch of podcasts as well. And, and a lot of them are on Anchor um, and I guess uh, I want to say here, there's, there's like 4 million podcasts roughly, and a lot, a lot of them are these kind of shows which people just put up and don't care about, sort of like I had. And so there's actually only a, a relatively small number of active podcasts, around the 400,000 range. And so all of these companies are trying to get these more active um, podcasts usually, uh, although there are others, of course, which still have value and people pay for uh, but they make their money mostly from these small shows, um, because by definition most podcasts are small. So when you've got this kind of freemium model, you you're kind of having to go after the these small shows, and if you just can't get enough of them, uh get after uh, go after the small shows and then kind of upsell them onto a onto a new product because that's how a lot of podcasts ho- uh podcasts start. that's how the mere models did. We just jump with a free one. And eventually we realized, oh, this is really cool. We want to keep continuing this. Okay, we'll, we'll start paying for this because we want more ability to upload episodes. We want to have greater functionality, things like this. And if you just don't get that momentum, that's, that's how you, you end up um, crashing and burning or not running out of money. And this is what happened to, to Sounder, for example. The other problem that exists is big bandwidth. You always talk about like, you know, big pharma, big... Big uh, industry, big big military things like this. Well, big bandwidth. Um, the problem that a lot of podcast hosts have is they don't want big shows. They actually don't want their customers to really be successful. And you go, okay, well, why? Um, and so there is another great podcast called Podcast Pontifications, hosted by Evo Terra, and he had this episode called "Hitting the Limits of Low Cost Podcast Hosting." At some point, if you're lucky, you're very strategic, your podcast might become too popular too popular for you to stay on the same low-price hosting plan. Remember, unlimited downloads sounds all fine and good until your popular show starts costing them real money. So yes, this is exactly what happens. Essentially, once you start hitting 10,000 or more downloads, the bandwidth costs just skyrocket. And once again, this is because podcasting, it's kind of this on demand, you can get it whenever you want. But when you release an episode, if you're very popular, everyone's going to listen to that straight away or, you know, 90%, 75% of your audience will hit that episode within the first 24 hours. And so the, the bandwidth costs, maybe if you could distribute it over a week, it'd be all right if you had a weekly ep- episode, but that's not how this stuff happens. <laughs> you get absolutely hit. And so this is where I guess the the... What are the, a lot of the hosts do is they go, okay, well, once you've got someone adding, uh, this much bandwidth, you you need to start, have a chat with them. And this is what Evo Terra was saying. You know, this is where you'll get a message once you start getting really popular, it's like, Hey, you know, your show's doing well, it's actually starting to cost us a lot of money. Uh, we need to come to a solution. And either this is you, you start paying more as a kind of flat rate for your host, so. You know, for example, I think we pay, uh, $24 a month for the Immortals mortals with, with Buzzsprout. If that got really popular, they would maybe start saying, Hey, like you need to start paying a hundred, maybe you need to start paying 200 just to cover our cost. And then another way would be, okay, well, perhaps we can do some sort of ad solution where, you know, you're the way that you'll, you'll make money is from ads. And so if we can get a percentage of that, then. The better your show goes, the more ads you pay. Uh, you, the more ads are, are getting played, the more money you're coming from ad uh, advertisers. You know, we get a cut of that. Everyone's happy, la di da da. Um, but there's always, I guess, this. You know, unless you get these things really aligned, this is where you can have the the misaligned incentives coming, where the podcast host actually kind of doesn't want you to get popular. They would rather your show stay small and you play pay that flat rate. Or so small that it doesn't even matter. And so they can offer that free, free um service, and it really, you know, it doesn't hurt them at all. Uh but you can you you just gotta think like, man, there's there's probably something lingering in the back of the mind where it is this misaligned incentives. They don't want you to get um better. They don't want you to get more popular. So they might even start doing some things uh which would make it so that you're not as popular, or you know, they won't advertise your show, they won't do everything that they can to to help you out, which is a really funny situation. You'd think like, damn, okay, what's, what's going on here? Is there, a, is there a way to perhaps solve this? It's not super, super bad, but it's still obviously people are writing about these things. So it's still obviously is, is a problem. And this is where we're going to come to, okay, what if we can become more closely linked? And so this is actually something that I've uh, experimented with and is happening on this very show right now as you speak. So Todd Cochran, who is I think one of the co-founders or the the founder of Blueberry, he made a recent post on the podcast index Mastodon and he was talking about how the shows using the value tag made 0.4 BTC. So this is about um, 40 million Satoshis, which is 10,000 US, um from uh from being hosted on blueberry and using the value tag there which is pretty cool because man that tag is it's it's kind of hidden out of the way it's called experimental it's not the easiest thing to use and yet there's still um you know a bit of money flowing through and this was um and they're able to tell this because they get a three percent split of all of that so they would get uh, 3% of 10,000, uh, us, which is if my math is okay, you know, 300 bucks, not, it's not a crazy amount. Um, and that's since the start of 2023. Uh, I wanted to actually get a little bit more details on that and, you know, how many podcasts was that from, because I bet it would be less than a hundred if I had to say, um, but yeah, so that that's, that's still cool. And, um, it, it, it'll link up with some the stats that I talked about a couple of weeks ago in a, in a second, um, but you can have the, you can see, okay, this is an opportunity where the hosts have, can partake directly in the success of the show. And of course this is where negotiations can occur. So for example, this very podcast, if you boost in 3% of it is going to go to blueberry, if this show gets very, very popular. I'm going to have more people boosting in. That's kind of how the, the value for value model works. You know, you obviously have to do the ask. You have to create a good show. You have to um, make sure that people know how they can do it and all of these sorts of things. But, you know, roughly 4% of people will will um, uh, contribute to the show. And once again, check out an episode in a couple of weeks where I'll talk about my own very statistics and I'll, I'll be able to back this up with some actual numbers. But the the bigger this show gets the more that they will earn so once again this is where it's like incentives are directly aligned much like how they can have it with the the advertising and if they're getting a percentage of the advertising split if they get a percentage of the the value split of that coming in okay awesome um they can do this and then yeah negotiations can occur i can say oh you know 3% that's a that's a lot todd like i'm i'm not, I'm not sure i'm happy with that and he's like oh, Kieran, the cost man Costs of doing this, you're getting very popular. We actually need to bump it up to 5%. And I'm like, oh, damn. And this is where the free market comes in. And if I don't like that, I could go to another podcast host or, um, you know, that that sort of deal. This is beautiful. This is how it should all work. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't hosts jump on to this opportunity? Uh, You know, you'll hear these arguments elsewhere. Value for value is not a steady income. So the hosts, they, they need, you know, a steady stream coming in. Um, it uses Bitcoin, which is a scam. Oh my God, can't do that. Oh, it's such small numbers. Only 10,000 US over the course of 2023. Um, oh, people won't pay. You have to force them to pay. I think all of these have we've, we've kind of been debunked <laughs> over the course of, of the Value for Value show. They're all fallacies. You know, people won't pay. No, they, they'll pay. It's, it's just, you just have to ask and you just have to change your show So that it's easier for it, so that they have the incentives too, so that they get part of the feedback loop, so that they know that they're actually contributing directly and they are having an impact. Such small numbers, you know, go back to two episodes ago, to episode forty-eight. This is where we saw, you know, a couple of years ago, it was only sixty thousand sats flowing through the ecosystem a day. Now it's closer to one to two million. Where will that be in two years' time? Uh, that could be another whatever percentage X that is, you know, a hundred fifty X or something like that. So it's not hard to see. Okay, well, it, you know, it's it's only maybe ten thousand over the course of nine months at this very moment. Uh, what if that was a hundred thousand or or a million? Okay, well, that's that's actually going to start making a big difference to these um podcasting hope um companies if they can get a split of that. You know, BTC is a scam. Uh, I don't want to go into that one. Um, V for V is not steady income. Yeah, sure. That's a, that's an argument. And, um, uh, but once again, if this is a podcasting hosting company, if they have 50, a hundred, 300, a thousand shows, which they are part of the split off, you know, those shows are going to vary in their, uh, amount as well, but it's kind of in the variance that you'll get some stability. So once again, there's, um, there's a, an option there. Uh. Another option that is uh, possible, but you know, you could be saying, Kyron, this is all risky. What if my host fails? You know, what if, what if Blueberry just goes out of business? Ye of little faith, do you think I'd forgotten about the first two properties that I talked about in episode 40, this being decentralization and um, being self-sovereign? So this is where we're going to jump into IPFS um, hosting. And so, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, if that's your your case what if my host fails just move it's not too hard you know I've I've, <laughs> all of my shows have been on multiple hosts multiple times it's a bit of a pain in the ass but you know it's it, it's not it's not that hard but on a recent podcasting 2.0 episode episode 145 uh, which had uh, Alberto from rss.com and Cameron who is the guy who's kind of created um, IPFS podcasting hosting um, it's they go into this concept of being able to do it in a direct, in a peer to peer manner of distributing, of having, you know, decentralization of your hosting. So it's not just in this one central location. That episode is super complex. I roughly knew the, the general idea coming in, but they got into the tech side of things and they were talking about gateways. They were talking about all this crazy stuff. It's like, ah, oh, this is, this is kind of hard to understand. So here's the, the basic overview. Um, instead of having one central point where you upload your audio and it getting absolutely hammered, just like we were talking about with the big bandwidth, you can have multiple providers or peers, um, each providing a bit. So if you want to think of torrenting or the pirate bay, this is how that worked. You would have a movie or a music, um, on online, multiple people would have this online. And if someone wanted to get the episode or that movie or whatever it is, Instead of just absolutely hammering one of those people who had it, that person could just provide part of the file and then someone else could provide part of the file. Think of it like a jigsaw. Everyone's got their little piece. everyone owns the full thing. they have the full jigsaw, but they just provide a little piece to someone new who wants to to get that jigsaw puddle and then that way they're not you know getting absolutely hammered and having a thousand people showing up their door all trying to get their jigsaw puzzle at the same time. And so this is where you can say, okay, your peers can help host your files so that they're not ever offline. If your podcasting host goes down, well, you know, or if one of the peers goes down, that's okay. Cause there's, you know, 50 others, a hundred others, which are also hosting it. So once again, this is the, the kind of, um, decentralization um, even permissionless because you can have just multiple people coming onto us and I'll, I'll talk to you about um, how i'm doing this for this episode uh, very shortly and so once again it's this idea the tech behind it is very very complex there's all sorts of crazy things going on with um, ipfs which stands for interplanetary file system or file storage i've heard both and this is that central idea of of having multiple files in various locations and yet if one of them goes down it's okay because there's others which are backups for it now this is not going to completely replace hosting or anything like that they still have a central point which they link to which is you know the host which i have um but if that host goes down this should theoretically work um i actually you know I don't think anyone's tried it out where the main hosting company has gone down. And this is also new. So this is just, if you're interested in these sorts of ideas here's a, here's a little taster for you. So getting onto the kind of peer to peer incentives, well, why would someone else host my file? What's, what's in it for them? Because we were just talking about incentives before they need to have a reason for it because even though it might be only a little bit of bandwidth, you know, they're still providing bandwidth that's still costing them money. Why would, why would they do that? Um, and so this is where it's like, okay, uh, aha value for value incentives kick in. And so if I provide a split, which I've done for this very episode, 5% of this is going to go to, um, the IPFS hosting solution thing that's going on here. Um, and I might do this going forwards, I'm not sure, I want to test it out for this episode. Then whoever helps host this file will get some of the SATs as distributed by the magic IPFS system technology. So there's a kind of like technology, which is saying, yeah, you provide this piece of the jigsaw puzzle, you provide the end corner, you provide this little bit in the middle, and it all comes together to form a file, which someone can download. What if I contribute some SATs 5% and so that 5% kind of goes into a pool so each person who is providing a piece of that puzzle then they get part of the sats for it now it's not going to be huge amounts because you know, 5% of my show and then split that up to another 100 people or something they're only probably going to get you know tiny little bits but once again that's compensation for the tiny little bits that they're providing so you can see okay this is maybe where the everyone's getting a part of the a part of the pie you know everyone needs to win is was the the kind of subtitle of this episode and this is where you can see okay when incentives work when everyone has an incentive to do something in and they are aligned and not misaligned this is where you could go all right sweet this is um you know this this is making it work for everyone. Once again, there's all sorts of things behind this old files that are getting no downloads in a 48 hour period. They get removed unless they're favorited by someone. Um, you can just see how all of this w- would come together. There's, there's, there's things in the background, which sure it, it could make it difficult, but uh, I more see this as the, you know, angel music ah, aligned incentives it's all coming together. <laughs> uh, as from the um the Emperor's New Groove, what's his name? Gronk or something. Oh yeah, it's all coming together. <laughs> so yeah, this is where it's just a, a way, this is where like a kind of like little business episode of saying the value for value can work for businesses. Once again, this is for digital products. It's not for physical products. I I, I need to see more proof of um, this working in the real world for a physical product. I know some examples and I, I might do an episode on that at some point, but this is definitely one where it's like, okay, this is worth looking out for. If I was a hosting company, I would seriously be looking at doing this and many of them are, I know rss.com, um, has this feature as well. Blueberry obviously, and I think all of them will come around at some stage because it's, it is a relatively easy thing to, to just put in the, in the actual um, uh, what would you call it? The RSS, the XML file. It's just the podcasters themselves needing to learn about value for value and why they would want to ask their, their listeners to listen on a, uh, on a, an app like fountain and stream or to boost in, which is hence why I have this show here. All right. Beautiful. Sweet. Let's go onto the Boostergram land lounge and I'll do some live chats at the same time. So, uh, I have. Uh, a small live chat here, which is just my discord. And uh, I can see Juan and Booberry listening in. So thank you very much for that. And uh, so Juan was asking, um, is there a predicted path through where technically data storage becomes cheaper and cheaper to allow for bandwidth expansion? I look, I don't actually even know what that means. I'm guessing you're just saying if, if the bandwidth and data storage it becomes cheaper, which tends to happen over time with the internet. You can see how all of this, this happens. Will, um, will this kind of make this, um, be, a, a just, uh, a, a non-entity, a non-issue because, you know, audio files, they aren't, they aren't that big. They're usually what in the megabytes range, you know, if, uh, unless it's like a music one, which can, um, need a, a bit more out this episode for example will probably be somewhere around 40 to 60 I think for about 45 minutes worth um so so this is where you could say oh well if if we just if if everything 10 tenxed and was the same price this would become a non issue yeah potentially uh typically though what happens is when people expand their um <laughs> their capacity so when you get more energy and energy is cheaper you tend to use more so there's, you know, if I could make my audio files that much better by just adding more megabytes onto them, even if it was only a tiny little bit, I'd probably do it. And so that's one thing there. Um, one's also asking, could the podcast businesses not by default make pod- podcasters forcibly pay them percent to as they grew, as they grow? Yeah, sure they can. But once again, this is just the because there's so many podcast hosts. This is where forcing people to do things, you could lose your customer pretty easily because people would just go, I'm just going to go over to this host here, which doesn't have that. Um, this I think is just in relation more like a business thing, uh, the industry, because so many people will start a podcast, not know if they really want to do it, not be serious about it. And so they don't want to pay because it's, it's, uh. It's kind of like you need to you need to start and do it for a while to realize if you want, if it's, this is an avenue worth going down, much like we did, Juan is my coast of the mere mortals. You know, it was probably only until we were, I don't know, 50 to 100 episodes in where we were starting to go like, okay, this is actually something we really enjoy. We can keep doing this uh, it's probably start worthing worthy of looking at how we can make this better for our audience. And to do that, you know, then we need to start paying. So I think that's more an industry thing rather than, um, the actual business itself. It, if, if they start trying to force people to pay, it's just not going to work as, as great. Um, and they might, you know, lose those people who would convert to, becoming paying customers if they'd just waited a little bit longer. I don't know, I'm not a podcast host, so I'm just kind of guessing there. But as I mentioned with those couple of articles and there's links in all the chapter images when um, if you're listening to this um, post hand, you'll see that people are obviously highlighting these issues and talking about it, so they must be issues. So yeah, there we go. I'm gonna jump onto the Boostergrams here and thank some people who have supported the show. Welcome. Value for value. Boostergram Lounge. As we were saying, you know, five percent of this is going to go to IPFS podcasting uh hosting. So if you are a node and you want to help support this show and you know get paid for doing that, you know, favorite this episode and um and you'll get some sats coming in hopefully from the next week. You know, we're gonna have to rely on, on uh very kind people, like the people who have uh, supported in, and I'll say at the very end how you can support the show. But we've got coming up at the top here, the Bearded Tech. he says, thank you for the kind words. This is um, the guy who I was talking about last week, who's creating the blog index. We're still very early days, and anyone who wants to help dive in and create something great with code, ideas, funding, etc., are more than welcome to come join in and help out in Matrix or GitHub. Mash seems like a great idea. The only issue I personally have with it is all the trackers, which is understandable, but what we are trying to build will be 100% self-hosted, not-for-profit and data broker tracker free, exclamation mark, a thousand sat sent using fountain. Thank you very much, my friend. Yeah, look, honestly, when it comes to privacy things, I am so oblivious. I chuck a lot of my stuff out there. So that's not something I I'm, I really care about or, or watch too closely. So. Um, it's good to know that other people are, are on top of that and and doing that. And yeah, once again, I, 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 when I get some time, I, <laughs> I'll probably try out mash someday. But it's uh, it's lower on the priority list. I see once again Sam Sethi just absolutely blasting my channel here with um, lots of it. Just says received donation message. You know, 19 sats, 19 sats, 39, 58. So he must have been playing around with the amounts because these are streaming amounts. But I did see in this he did send a message at some point. Where is it? Here we go. Uh, Podfans has a SATS enabled blog with zaps and boosts. Love the idea of also adding splits. We are creating an RSS 2.06 feed and putting it in the podcast index with the medium of blog. Very cool. Podfans, man, what can't you do over there? What can't you do? Yeah, he's coming out with a yeah, the progressive web app on mobile in I think it's like about a week's time. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna help him out with the testing and things of all of that. That'll be very cool. Uh, but Podfans, it's, um yeah, it's it's getting stronger. It's getting, um you can listen live. And so I put up links and stuff for that as well. So very, very cool. Uh, I see Chad F coming in here with uh, a row of threes, 3,333 sent using Customatic. he says, playing catch up. Thank you very much, Chad F. Catch up all you want. Um, I definitely need to update all of my episodes. Again, I've made a solid crack, people. The the first season is pretty good. Apart from some of the chapters, I still need to fix those. But the first season, all the notes, all the links, everything works. I still need to fix up the um, boosting amounts for season um, two. Um, sorry, boosting amounts, the the splits for season two. It's on my to-do list. <laughs> and uh, another one, an exciting one here from James Cridlin, the host of Pod News. Also, um, Sam Sethi's, uh, partner in crime over at, um, at Podnews. And he said, live boost, 1,111. And that's a row of Richards sent using Fountain. And another live one here from Booberry himself, 17,776, Bowler using Boost CLI. This is awesome. We're getting like basically every <laughs> method just need a Curiocaster boost and that'll um, sort, sort it all out. He says, uh, I inadvertently found myself in the hosting game getting a bunch of music uploaded of the over the past couple of weeks. It's been fun, snip, snip a reference to the running with scissors there. Blueberry's um, boost CLI and his boost spot is actually in my splits as well. So all of these boosts, once I finally get all the live chat and all that stuff working, that'll um, uh, be a, a very awesome addition. And once again, just showcasing the splits, showcasing that people are excited about all of these things. The music obviously is really taken off and um, I would encourage people to, to just keep an eye out on that because um, I'm gonna get Adam uh, well, I hope to get Adam on the um, Mere Mortals perhaps next month um, to talk about that because he's been doing it for, geez, what, close to two months now. So um, I think he'll have some interesting insights about the v for v music. But thank you, everyone. Thank you. Well, obviously, BooBerry, thank you for that big boost, man. Much appreciated. That is going to the IPFS. So Chad, if you're also listening, um, I know you do some hosting of nodes and things like that. If you want to favorite this one, that'd be very, very cool. So that is the Boostergram Lounge once again. Uh, I didn't order it due to Sam's shenanigans, absolute shenanigans going on there. But um, thank you very much, everyone, for boosting in. Very, very, very cool. Um, oh yeah, and then Blueberry's just got a, a little thing here showing that the boost what actually actually works. So awesome, Legend Man, you are incredible. Keep those scissors. Um, just just keep them away from your face. Your your face is beautiful, man. Don't don't um, don't get too too many scars or things like that on there. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get to some tips. Some tips. Uh, the podcasting hosts they need feedback. People uh, if they don't have a podcast, they almost certainly have a YouTube channel. So I know Buzzcast has uh, Buzzsprout has Buzzcast. I know that Blueberry has the new media show. Um, I'm pretty sure I've heard that uh, some of the other, most of the hosting companies, I believe have their own. Podcasts. So this is a a perfect opportunity for you to help support them and to let them know what you want, because they need to know about these things. If they don't have value for value, if they don't have a split, if they don't have live tag that you want, if they don't have, you know, any of the numerous things that you want to, to play with, to provide more value to your audience, they need to know about these things. And so. Buzzcast, for example, I supported them. Todd helped me get this very live stream set up when I was with Castapod. Um, Yassine handheld me through all of that. And by being more connected with them, you do get benefits for yourself. So not only because, look, you're going to say, hey, I want this. I want that. And they're going to go, yeah, that's going to take a bit of time. <laughs> so Buzzcast, for example, Sprout, they haven't got the live tag. I, I would 100% percent be using that because I use that for the mere models and the book reviews. I will be using that as of a week or two's time. They haven't updated it yet. They haven't got that all that functionality because they they're very much focused on the consumer on the uh, what is it the UI the UX of making things run really smoothly. Uh, Whereas I'm more in the experimental phase and I just want to stuff. I don't care if it's hard. I don't care if it breaks. I just want to do these things. Um, so yeah, this is where it's, it's like, it's worthy of just letting them know and, and you get benefits. So OP3 and pod roll, those are the two things that, um, I got added to the, the mere mortals and, you know, people were talking about that. I heard James Cridland who boosted in just before he mentioned that on pod news, that, that kind of. Just, you know, extra visibility, extra little functions, extra, extra features. If you go onto pod fans, you'll see that pod role is still working for my show, which highlights other shows. I think are, are worthy of, of you checking out kind of like a recommendation list within, within the, the actual podcast app itself, all of these things help. And so that's just my tip for today. You know, ultimately, uh, Blueberry got my business because they had these features like the value tag, like being able to go live. Um, the live one was a big one for me. I really wanted to do that for this show. I was, I, you know, I was looking at moving it onto um, Buzzsprout, but they didn't have that. And so once again, the the, the podcast hosts, um, I'm going to go and spend my money. And I spent, a, I can't remember how much it was. It was probably about 200 and something Australian dollars um, hosting this for a year on, on Blueberry. And, um, you know, Not only that, but he's also receiving, um, 3% of everything that's coming in. So, um, uh, well, he, um, Blueberry is receiving that. So you're very, very cool. And, um, that's just my tip for today. Reach out to your host, tell them what they, what you want, what you need, um, and, you know, be willing to, to share some of your, your, um, your profits, your, your value with them, because when they get better, you get better. And it's it's when those incentives are aligned that it um, it really really takes it to a to a whole new level. So um, and I've just got Blueberry in the chat here saying live is lit. Taking a show live takes the production to a whole new level. Ten out of ten would do it again. Uh, I can definitely say for this show, it makes me prep. Uh, and actually, for the Mir mortars as well, I think it it makes us prep better by doing it live. So there's there's variations to this. I want to talk at some point about. The kind of optimal show <laughs> for value for value, how you have to actually change your show a little bit, but that's definitely for a for another episode. My app and service highlight. Uh, this is a worthy reminder that you actually don't need a po- uh, a podcast hosting company behind the schemes. I don't think they used one. Um, this is um, Blueberry Show. I know uh, Sir Spencer, for example, he has a a DMU, a DMU feed template with comments and notes to help a musician who wants to self-host. So he's got this thing where it's basically, you know, there's Wave Lake uh, and there's the music side project. And once again, these are kind of like varying orders of being able to to host it yourself. And he's like, look, this is how you can do it. Here's some notes, anyone can do this. Uh, and this is where I somewhat agree and somewhat disagree. I use Castapod, which was a self-hosting solution. It's doable, even for the tech strugglers like myself. Okay. He, uh, <laughs> They use a podcasting company called PodServe, um, but I'm pretty sure he alters his own RSS feed. So once again, it's, it's kind of like a half-half thing that he's doing. And that's something that I want to look at uh, in the future as well. Um, but this is where it's like, okay, you can, you can do it yourself. Castapod is a self-hosting solution. I had DigitalOcean as my servers. Um, I installed their package. I was able to basically get all, all my stuff um uploaded without using what you would call a typical podcasting ho- um, company caster actually has added that service as a thing um, but you can also do it the open source route if you want um, and the self-sovereign route this is being able to, to host it yourself um, just remember there are trade-offs in time and pain points for all of this so for example i very humorously locked myself out of my very own feed so this was for the value for value show and Basically I put the lock tag in, I lost my login details. I couldn't log into my own administration um, dashboard. And with the lock tag, the companies basically, the point of that is to say, I'm not going to um, ingest this RSS feed and be able to switch host because they'd put the lock tag on it, which really fucked me over, <laughs> especially because I had one episode left. It was hilarious. I had one episode left of season two. And I did that. So I basically had to recreate the whole thing again, um, just to be able to publish that last episode, a good learning point for me and also a good learning point for you guys at home. If you want to do self-hosting, just be prepared. You got to running with scissors. You gotta, you gotta take some time. Some things are going to, to be harder. Um, and just like, uh, Blueberry's saying, um, yeah, they have a hand hacked feed that they submit to the index you know when things go wrong that's on him now it's not on the podcasting host so the the it's it's good to have these aligned incentives you know hosts can do things that I certainly can't I'm not great with data management I'm not great with um you know the real finicky side of technology and things like this it's awesome to have a host for that and but it there's trade offs of like I don't have all the features that I would like you know that's okay and you just have to uh, keep that in mind as a, um, and yeah, if you want to know more about how to do self-hosting, um, so is um, a, a great resource for that. So if you go onto the, uh, podcast index, Mastodon, you can, um, find him there. Finally, value for value. Who is 15% of this show going to go to? So obviously I've, I've got the 5% going to the IPFS ho- uh, podcasting hosting. But I wanna give 15% to Cameron as well. This is a dude who's living by a forest or a woods. Uh, if you listen to that podcast um, podcasting 2.0 episode, you'll, you'll hear there was a bit of debate about whether it was a, a forest or a woods. And he was like, he's just some random dude out in the woods <laughs> who has created this awesome system. You know, there's gotta be so much backend work There's got to be so much time spent optimizing, you know, certain niche things, learning how to use IPFS like that, that place is, that thing is difficult to, to understand, let alone build on top of, Um, you know, he's just another unsung hero who does great work that could really change an industry. And it reminds me of this picture that was posted on the Podcast Index Mastodon shout out to Christopher Izine, which is shows how RSS is holding up the whole podcasting ecosystem. <laughs> it's this, it's this block which is on the very edge, which is kind of like a Jenga tower. You know, it's the block right at the bottom. If you pulled that out, everything comes crashing down. And so this is where it's like, you know, I want to get, I want to shout out people who, who help create things like this, where. They're doing something that could, that is another building block and that could become an integral building block of, um, of, you know, hosting in the future of making it, um, it more reliant, more distributed of creating incentives that work for everyone. And so, um, yeah, big shout out to Cameron. Um, massive, massive, uh, massive work that he's doing and I'm going to leave it there for today and, uh, just give you some recommendations of the, the value for value. Um, uh, system, sorry, there's a couple, before I get into that, there's a couple of last ones here. James Kridlin was mentioning, um, captivate charges per download, which, um, sub podcast, which some podcasters see as a bad thing, but it means they really want to help you grow. And he was an advisor for them once. So he knows um, deeply about that as well. Uh, one also sent me a comment as well. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Oh, this was related to the Immortals. mortals. So that's all good. Um, so yeah, very, very cool. Um, to have all of these things available value for value this is a value for value show obviously it is the value for value show and there's a couple of ways that you can help support the show time you know sharing the show with someone who is maybe looking at uh, wondering about podcasting hosting about wondering about getting a popular podcast why are they charging me more Uh, why is this happening to me How can I, you know, become more distributed so that my files don't go offline and I'm a tech person or they're a tech person. They love to know about all these things. Please share the show with them. I would really love to um, start reaching out to a a bit of a, a greater audience. So really, this is definitely the show where I'm trying to, I'm trying to help people understand value for value and the various parts that go into all of these things. Not only the philosophy, but yes, in practice and the business side of things as well. Uh, you could also come join for the live as James, as Juan, as Blueberry have done. This is very exciting. I love getting these little interactions. Talent. So next week topic, for example, is on open source. Now, I got a recommendation of uh, for doing this from Sir Alex Gates months ago, and this topic as well as others were suggested by people. And if there is a topic that you would like to know about of uh, value for value, please, reach out to me, let me know, Hey, I really want to know how value for value works with physical products. Okay. Well, I'll I'll spend more time researching much like I have done today to see where does this work? I already know, for example, that churches and um, music, you know, uh, church music, people will sometimes have CDs and it's like, you just take a CD. Anyone can get it. Just give what you think is worth or what you, what you can contribute. And this is very much on an ethos of V4V. Um, and I know there's a guy at my local Bitcoin meetup who does it with honey and who also does it with, um, with, um, meat and, and things like this. So it is possible, but you know, if you've got a topic, please, please reach out and let me know. And, or just resources, things that you think would be interesting to, to hear about. And then finally the, the treasure, there's three options available for you at this very moment. You can get a new podcasting app. I mentioned a whole bunch of them in the Boostgrams just then. So people boosted it in via Customatic, via Podfans, via via Fountain, via the Boost CLI, and other great ones are things like Podcast Guru, of things like um, uh, Podverse, obviously Podverse is a is a massive one, and KuroCaster. and I think there's even more, and I'm I'm just forgetting them at the moment, but you know those are a great whole bunch of options. You're helping support the show. You're helping support cameron you're helping support um blueberry with his boost bot you're helping support um you know the ipfs hosting all of this is getting distributed to various people and to me of course which is um very much appreciated i told you how much um my hosting cost for this year so i'd, I'd really love to recoup that at the very least that would be awesome so you can do it via there uh you can do it um directly to me at karen at getalbi.com. uh A slightly riskier route if you want to do it that way because uh i don't check these as uh, i I do check it regularly but it's um harder to see because the albi extension with the incoming um it doesn't show me a full week's worth it only shows me up to a, a certain point so i can't see every single one that's coming in but um yeah that's uh Uh, Very much appreciated that you can do it via there as well. Uh, Another option is going directly to the podcasting index site and boosting in um, with Albie from there, which will honor all of the splits, which is very, very cool. And then finally, uh, if you go to slash support, um, this one likely won't get read out. Um, The PayPal, I don't check that for these shows, but there is a PayPal option there and you can boost in via there as well directly to the mere mortal. So lots of different options for you available. Um, if you're in Brisbane, uh, you could also, I don't know, reach out to me and (laughs) hand me some cash in person. If you want buy me a drink, that'd be awesome. That'd be really fun. Uh, I'm going to leave it there for today. Thank you very much for everyone who joined live. Thank you very much for everyone who, uh, contributed. Thank you very much for, for everyone who's listening now later as well. It's, um, it's awesome to see all of this and I'm, I'm really loving the the interactions It's um uh very heartfelt make um it's I'm, I'm glad to know the effort i'm putting in is is um having some sort of effect and, and helping out people so we'll leave it there as i mentioned next week's episode is going to be all about open source and uh, yeah until then ciao for now chiron out